Hello, and thank you for joining us for a thought for the day. This thought's going to be called The Gates of Hell. Now, you would think Pilate, as the representative of the Roman Empire in Judea, would have held a lot of power. But when faced with the Jewish crowds shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! that we read of in Luke 23, 21, that he gave in. Despite the fact he acknowledged the innocence of Jesus. Notice what it says in verse 23. Their voices prevailed. The voices of the Jews, or as some versions bring out, especially the voices of the chief priests, were more powerful than Pilate at this point in time. And for a short while, Jesus came under the combined power of the enemy, the Jewish and the Roman authorities. Now, there's an interesting Bible echo here with something Jesus said earlier in his ministry. The Greek word translated prevailed is only found in one of the place in the New Testament, in the passage where Peter gave his rock confession. You are the Christ, he said, the son of the living God. Matthew 16, verse 16. As we read in yesterday's reading, that rock confession had now become an accusation at Jesus, at his trial before the chief priests. Jesus was asked, if you are the Christ, tell us, Luke 22, verse 67. And then, are you the son of God then? Luke 22, verse 70. It was Jesus's acknowledgement of who he was, termed blasphemy by the chief priests, that led to his conviction by them. But look at what Jesus said to his disciples after Peter's confession. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my ecclesia, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Matthew 16, verse 18. That's the same word, prevail. And so we see a contrast between what Jesus experienced and what the disciples and the ecclesia in general was promised. Whereas the chief priests had power over Jesus at least for a time, and prevailed, they would not prevail over the Ecclesia. So what's going on here? What did Jesus mean by his words in Matthew 16? What did he mean by the gates of hell? Well, in scripture, the gate of a city was very important, as you can imagine. The person who sat at the gate had power to open and close it. And the gate of a city subsequently became a metaphor for the power and judgment of that city. That's why it's so important in the promises of Abraham, where he was promised his seed would possess the gates of his enemies that we read of in Genesis 22 verse 17. That's in the context of the enacted parable of the death and resurrection of Isaac, pointing forward to the death and the resurrection of the greatest enemy of all, sorry, pointing forward to the death and resurrection of Christ, the greatest 
enemy of all death will one day be vanquished first of corinthians 15 verse 26 by the power of christ who will be given all his enemies under his feet first of corinthians 15:25 so for a short while in the context of luke 23 jesus came under the power of the enemy the chief priests had control of the gate they could lock it and unlock it and had the authority as the religious leaders of the Jews regarding who should live and who should die. What Jesus did was take away their key and wrest the power from them. In the vision of the risen Lord seen by John in the book of Revelation, he says, I died and beheld I am alive. Furthermore, I have the keys of death and Hades. Now, Jesus has the key to the gates of hell or Hades. And back in Matthew 16, following on from telling his disciples the gates of hell would not prevail against them, he said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and what you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Matthew 16 verse 19. The authority to bind and loose or lock and unlock the gate had belonged to the chief priests. But Jesus had the ultimate victory over them and over death and over Hades by rising from the dead. Despite being bound himself. John 18 verse 12 and led away to be crucified God raised him up loosing the pangs of death what we have here is the end of the old covenant being replaced by the new the old covenant was presided over by the chief priests and ultimately condemned everyone to death the gates of hell were closed and locked but in Christ, there is now hope to be released from the gates of hell or Sheol or the grave. They shall not prevail. There's one other interesting connection which draws out the same lesson. That word we've looked at, prevailed, is more common in the Greek translation of the Old Testament than the LXX. One occurrence is Exodus 17, where we see Joshua leading out the people of Israel against the enemy, represented by Amalek. As they fought in the valley below Moses, before he went to the top of the hill overlooking it and was instructed by God to lift his rod, a symbol of power, up in the air, we're told that whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed, and whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. Exodus 17 verse 11. The only way for Joshua to prevail over the power of the enemy was for Moses' hands to be lifted up. But Moses' hands grew weary. That's because the old covenant represented by Moses, the lawgiver, is too weak to save so Aaron and her went on either side of him and helped him lift up his hands in the air until the battle was won 
and Paul bringing out the lesson for God has done what the law weakened by the flesh weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh Romans 8 verse 3 Aaron the high priest elect and her the prince of Judah held up the hands of Moses the prophet all of which represents the Lord Jesus Christ prophet priest and king by being lifted up on the cross and despite being wounded on the heel by the enemy Jesus won the ultimate victory Jesus is now the one who has power over the enemy he is the captain of their salvation Hebrews 2 verse 10 the word captain in the Greek is the is archios archigos this means something like chief leader he is the chief over the chief priests the high priest sitting at god's right hand that passage in hebrews then goes on to say through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death that is the devil that and deliverer of all those who fear who through fear of death was subject to lifelong slavery Verse 14 and 15. What Jesus went through in our reading in Luke 23 was part of God's plan to defeat our, the enemy. By being lifted up on the cross, our Lord destroyed the power of death and in so doing opened the gates by God's grace we share the victory of Jesus possessing the gates of hell, death, and no enemy, not even death, shall prevail against it, and we shall be raised. Thank you for joining us for today's Thought for the Day. Please join us again tomorrow for another Thought for the Day, and remember, do all to the glory of God. Thank you for listening. God bless. Goodbye. Amen.